with Melbourne in the threat of constant COVID lockdowns. More and more Victorians are looking to live where the government is more stringent with hotel quarantine and prefers to isolate a small pocket of their community, not the whole state or metropolitan area. Today, we are giving you the key on how to access Queensland property and what you need to understand when it comes to buying in the Sunshine State. You're listening to Real Estate Right. Top experts talk about how to buy, sell, rent and invest right. Your host is Sue Langda. Real Estate Right gets downloads from all over Australia and across the globe from people wanting to buy or invest in this fast-moving Melbourne market. If you want to target a niche market that's on the move with advertising that pinpoints your audience, contact Real Estate Right on 03 5977 for our advertising packages. Ex-professional NRL athlete turned real estate entrepreneur Matt Sarama currently sits in the top 1% of property investors in the country and has been featured on some of Australia's most credible media outlets to share his story of how he built his robust property portfolio in his 20s. He is now the founder and director of the Sarama Group Buyers Agency. One of Queensland's fastest growing companies, they specialise in helping interstate and local buyers purchase property on the beautiful Gold Coast. Welcome, Matt. How are you today? I'm very well, thanks. Very well. Great. Good, in, good nice and sunny Queensland. I can't complain. Oh, lucky you. I just came home <laughs> and it was seriously drenching rain. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be a horrible weekend. But lucky <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, very now, Tell us what made you transform your career from professional athlete with the NRL to property? Well, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one. Like I've always been really interested in property. So I started my professional NRL career at the age of 19. Yeah. So I was young, pretty much straight out of school into professional sport. So you could only imagine um, your whole world revolves around sport. It's like you're in this bubble. That's probably the biggest analogy I, I give to people when they ask, so what was you know, professional sport like it's literally you're in a bubble. So mm. you're in your own little world. Um, everyone you are with every day is invested into the common goal. Yeah. And you're there to perform and you're critiqued every week and um, your your weeks and your your days are, are somewhat determined on how you perform that that weekend. So it, yeah. it, it's an emotional roller coaster and it was an amazing experience. But one thing a lot of older guys taught me when I was in there was to try and have balance outside of sport because yes. it is so full on and draining all sometimes. Consuming, isn't it? All consuming. consuming. Full or consuming. Yeah, yeah, it is, really is. So um, to sort of balance when you're in the bubble is to find some interest outside of football. And yeah, I don't know why. Like my family was never into property or real estate or no one in my family. Like, my parents were the old, you know, buy one home and then just live in it and pay it off, you know, one day sort of thing. So yeah. never any interest, had no one in my family work in the industry either. So, yeah, I just bought my first place when I was um, 23. And then from there, I just, I don't know, I just had a real interest in it. So that's how that whole interest in the real estate started, I guess. It was just more, I just was trying to find things to get my mind off footy. 
Oh, I'm sure you would. But also having that training in performance um, goals, you would probably take that on from your your football career into, you know, the same thing with your real estate, that everything is performance goal. Okay, I understand I need to make this much as an investment to, you know, move on to the next one and all that sort of stuff. 100%. Like it's very... um it's very, yeah, performance-based. Like you're, It's one of the only industries where you sort of think about it like you're judged weekly on your performance. Yeah. So, and yeah. your like workplace health and safety doesn't really matter. You're like, you, you know, I mean, no. you're a young kid and you're getting told, you know, this and that. And yeah. um, it's just part of, the, part of the industry, you know, if you're getting spoken to like that and being judged every single week in a normal sort of nine-to-five job, you know, that it's probably a different sort of story, but it's part and parcel with being in the industry for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Now we're talking about grabbing some of those Melbourne buyers who want that Queensland ray of sunshine. So when buyers from Melbourne or Victoria look to buy in Queensland, how is the process in buying property different to that in Victoria, I guess? Yeah. 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 I guess probably the biggest one is the culture of auction. Um, yeah. Down in Melbourne, it's very auction uh, focused and, yes. and you know you buy cash unconditional on the day you know whereas yes. up here in Queensland at auction it's still the same but mm-hmm. generally we've obviously got finance terms building and pest terms um, yeah. different things like that so um, probably I only realized this one not too long ago as well in, in Queensland you obviously have to register for auction and, and pr- proof of ID I heard yes. in, in Victoria, like you can just rock up and grab a paddle and. and um, oh, we don't we don't uh, do paddles. Oh, you don't. <laughs> we don't <laughs> even do paddles. Just we just put, like we can rock up and the you know the kid yeah. could be, the kid could say yeah I'll have a bid and I'm like no no don't <laughs> but yeah uh, yeah no. I was shocked I was really really shocked at that I had no idea around that so um, I find that I remember it was twenty years ago now but. Um, Oh, one of the companies I worked for, they had an auction and this lady had just turned up on the day and she de- she decided to bid for the property. She won um, the house essentially and she's filling out the paperwork and she goes, oh, is this going to take long? And she's like, and they're like, um, well, yeah, it's probably going to take about half an hour. She goes, oh, I've got a roast in the oven. You know, I don't have anything to take. And she was just somebody walking past wow. and bought a property and she's got the roast in the oven. That was a bit more important than yeah, signing yeah, yeah. for a house. <laughs> oh, it, I find it, I mean, I guess in my profession as a buyer's agent, I find it hard because at auctions in Queensland, like I always love to, you know, see how many are registered, um, yeah. you know, see where they're standing and obviously reading body language, just different cues because I yeah. can see who is registered as well. Yeah. And that will give you a bit of a strategy going in. In Melbourne, I would have no idea who to even look for, like, no, it's open slather. Like, yeah, yeah. Everyone's, you know, it's cold face. Yeah, yeah. You know, just try to, you know, stay to yourself, and then you might go, oh yeah, I'll bid for, you know, yeah. see how. And, and it's it's very very different. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I guess that they're probably the biggest differences. But at, at the end of the day, I mean, across the seaboard since COVID, they've all been hot markets. That's that's one oh, thing. No. I guess a big yeah. commonality. Yeah. So your private sales. Um, obviously, are they like auctions in the envelope where there might be yeah you know, well, people giving their best offer? And- yeah, there's different there's different ways people sell. You know, there's private treaty EOI, so expressions of interest, uh, yeah. where you know they might put a date on it. You know, 
Tuesday the 15th, 2 p.m. Everyone's got to get their mm. best offers, best terms in. Uh, yeah. Also, you know, private negotiation, you know, best and final offer. There's a there's a complete range of, of offers over, price guides. There's, a, there's, there's plenty yeah. of different different styles. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's we are two very different countries in the same continent, almost, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Not yeah. not even just on on that retrospect. I mean, even I love coming down to Melbourne, but just different culture. Like it's completely different city, yeah. isn't it? Like it's yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. It is. Yeah. Now, um, as a buyer's advocate, what importance do you put on having a team on the ground when you talk to interstate buyers? Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. Like the biggest thing I find with interstate buyers and why I feel, you know, the, the feedback we get from a lot of our interstate clients is it was just real assurance that they had someone working for them rather than the seller, which yes, I, I know it's a it's a simple one, but people often forget like the real, a real estate agent is paid by the seller to get the best price possible. So definitely. Um, you know, obviously, and I'm finding, and this is not all agents, by the way, there are some great agents up here and all over Australia, but I've noticed sometimes as well, some agents do take advantage of interstate buyers because, first of all, they're uneducated on the certain areas because mm. one thing I always express to my interstate clients is there's pockets within pockets. So with mm. the same postcode, there's a completely different price point from that one to that one because of, you know, the new infrastructure going in. The, the, there's a massive easement like they don't know about that goes in there. The tram line's going right there. There's a lot of infrastructure happening in Queensland. So um, just little things yeah. like that and like canal front properties, like there's certain pockets, same suburb. Some have terrible midges at, at midges are like these, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. get them down here. They're the worst, yeah, but then there's yeah. like, there's some canal fronts that don't get it because they got this retaining wall and just little things like that. But obviously the agent's probably not going to tell you all those things. And, and probably the biggest one is um, like the condition and due diligence of an actual property, you know, mm. just giving a, a, a neutral commentary around it, supporting the buyer rather yeah. than obviously the salesperson working for the seller giving yeah. the, the highlights only. Yeah. See, it's funny, we had Keani Mills on late last year talking about buying um, property in Queensland and she said uh, that it's basically the buyer's onus to look up stuff, whereas in Victoria it's the, the seller has to provide that information. So the seller has to provide body corporate information, um, water rates, council rates, uh, any overlays on the property, all that sort of stuff, where in Queensland, I believe, the buyer has to find all that information out. Yes. So that's what that word due diligence is huge. Like yes. I just, um, I, I find it quite alarming. Best to have a buyer to do that for you. Yeah. 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 Like, like that's, that's one of our biggest process points in the, in the negotiation. Like yeah. we, when a client lets us know they want a property, we go through the due diligence because we've pulled clients off deals where there was a 72 story DA going in next door and yeah. there's an, or an easement out the back that, um, you know, we found on our mapping tools that it sounds like, you know, in, in Melbourne, they'll probably provide, but up here, you, you got to find that you uh, you got to find that yourself and have the software and all those sorts of things and know the town planners around zonings as well. Yeah. It's probably a big one up here. Yeah. Uh, 
there's different, like sometimes I've seen again on, on the, the presentation of the listing saying you can do like a subdivision or a duplex. Yes. So, and they put STCA subject to council approval, obviously. Of course, yeah. But knowing well, like because of our contacts with town plan, they're like, you, you can't, like it's, it'll be near impossible to get that through for yeah. council. Yeah. So it's, it's just little things like that. You need to have that step ahead of everything so that um, you can you can help your your clients essentially. Whereas Joe Bloggs from buying a house in the Gold Coast wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, yeah, the due, due diligence parts um, parts a big one. But yeah, and and yeah, it's funny one. Even little things like the aspect, I'm finding that's a popular one with Melbourne people, like the sun and especially waterfront, like. You know, because obviously a lot of them moving up here to get warmer. So yeah. <laughs> they, they'd like to know, you know, where the sun aspect is on a yeah. probably. Because you're higher up, you're not so focused on the northern aspect, what we do. Mm. Um, do that, but yeah. is, would that be? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, everyone loves the old northern aspect, but up here it's more around um, like, yeah, water, the frontages and, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's all, all different things and a really random one, always, like, Melbourne buyers love a gas cooktop, huh? like they always yeah. they always love gas, yeah. yeah, which is good. I love yeah. gas, but I never was mindful of it as a as a someone yeah. who was born. It's starting yeah. to come in with more induction cooktops, but yeah. um, the the Asian population love their gas. Yes, um, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Whereas, um, yeah, everyone else who cares. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, who would who would be your team in? Queensland like as in like you'd have your buyer's advocate you'd have a conveyancer yep um who else would you have like yep. you you building a pest exactly. inspector yep so good question so team around buying a property is essential like I think it's the biggest part yep. obviously coming from a sport background I really value team but when buying a property it's literally the most expensive asset of your life yep. You need to treat it like a team. You've got to have your buyer's advocate, the person representing you to buy the property, get you the deal. You've got to have building and pest inspector for sure. Good conveyancer because they speed the deal along and they make it go smooth. And when there's mishaps, a good conveyancer can actually, um, I guess, string the deal back together and keep things all afloat. From a finance point of view, you know, brokers as well. Um, they obviously are a major part if you're buying with finance clauses. Town planners are huge ones as well. If you're someone who's looking for development, renovation, subdivision, all those sorts of things, um, they're also a big one as well. And then there's all little ones. If you're an investor, property managers are huge. Yes. You know, people to do quantity surveying, you know, to maximize yeah. tax. And then obviously an accountant looks over most things as well. So um, that's just a really I guess you're starting, you're starting team to buy property. Yeah. And so have you got specific people who you have on your team that like if someone goes, oh, I don't have a quantity surveyor, can you, part, you know, put me onto a great one that, you know, that works well? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's probably my biggest part is um, I guess with my company, we specialise in Gold Coast property and then we've mm-hmm. got all our external partners who um, work very closely with us, which is Honestly, the most, again, really important because they can transparently tell me where things are at. You yeah. Know? So it, it obviously just helps moving everything along. Yeah, definitely. Now, what are the main decision points Melbournians make when deciding to buy in Queensland? Obviously, they want to be warm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you the, the biggest one I'm finding for the Gold Coast in particular 
is life, lifestyle, yeah. weather, and price. Lifestyle, weather, and price. So price is is they see value in our in our assets, obviously. Um, from a supply and demand point of view, that was pushes prices up. Obviously, population down in Melbourne's big, not much, you know, and, and everyone wants to be close to the city, so that's why prices grow. Here on the Gold Coast, you know, they see a lot of value because the infrastructure is there and everything they need is there, but because the population is not as big and not as dense, obviously um, the prices are a lot cheaper. So yeah. that that's probably the biggest one. And then obviously having access to a a lifestyle change you know some people just really value the sunshine and the beaches and cafes and all those sorts of yeah. things so uh, are you finding a certain demographic going up there or is it yeah all over the t- yeah it's a it's a mix of a lot uh i'll tell you what i am finding a lot of interstate interest is people who work in a space where they can work from home mm. so they've decided you know what i actually don't like the hustle and bustle and the cold Obviously, yeah. I've, I've, I'm here because I'm tied to my job, but because of either COVID or because of the, the way the world is moving in terms of being able to work from home and do Zoom chats and things like yeah. that, they can work from home or, or catch a flight once or twice a week and live, yeah. go for a surf or, or catch some yeah. sun. So they're like, you know what, Like I'll, I'll move to somewhere I want to live but still yeah. have the job that I've got. So that's a really popular yeah. one. Melbourne's mindset has really changed because we have been put through four lockdowns now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it is. How many have you had? None? Oh, no. Yeah, all I remember is this one big one last year. Um, yeah. Yeah, but so, like, really grateful, you know. Like, I had some yeah. clients from Melbourne during that time and I could see it really, it, it was affecting a lot of people, like, mentally so I, yeah. I had a lot of empathy for them because um it would be hard in cold weather and and clothes you know what i mean it would be really hard and um we're just lucky here you know we had it was really nice weather and stuff like that and i don't know it's a the, it's very laid back up here so i don't know i don't know it, it it the government's even pretty laid back i, I remember seeing things on the news like you were locked up for ages so yeah yeah i think we had six 16 weeks yeah wow yeah wow yeah so that was insane yeah so we had a five-day one earlier this year and then we've just had a two-week one mm. so yeah wow yeah, not fun yeah that's for sure now what should buyers be looking for when purchasing property on the gold coast i would say the first thing to look for is which area you'd like because yeah the gold coast offers a range of possibility there's it's a extremely cool city because the hinterland there's a lot of hinterland property in, in acreage yeah. that's actually like 15 minutes from the beach so yeah it, i've got a friend in talabudra oh yeah talabudra yeah perfect example like yeah that's that's 13 minutes to the beach like it, yeah. it's insane but you're literally tranquil like it, it's bizarre yeah so i guess that's the first thing distinct whether you're looking for tranquil looking for suburbia or looking for beach because yeah. I feel they're the three, I guess. Uh, and then the canals as well. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And waterfront. Yes. Waterfront. Waterfront, yeah. Waterfronts. Yeah. So distinct which one you want from there, I think, like what suits you because I find those four generally um, all offer different, 
I guess, vibes, you know, for, for what a family looks. So, um, yeah, the, the tranquil, the suburban, the waterfront and the beach, I think they're the four yeah. that people love around the Gold Coast. Decide which one suits you as a family or, or a couple, whatever it is. And then mm-hmm. from your whatever your budget is, then you can really narrow down into which areas from that. So I think it's around finding out what's most important to you. with Because obviously they're all at different price points as well. Yes, definitely. Um, now, what's the stamp duty like in Queensland? Is it decent or not? Yeah, uh, it's all right. Uh, first home buyers under 500K. No, yeah. obviously exempt. So nothing there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, if it's an investment, simple, you, you got to pay that sort of thing. Um, yeah. and anything and it's got it this is another one a lot of people actually don't know stamp duty if it's your first home it has to be your first home like globally like you can't because we get a lot oh, really? of yeah we, I actually didn't know that but I've only found that out because we had a like a New Zealand client who said it's first home um, but yeah. you know they did have something back in New Zealand so and obviously we, I guess that makes, it makes sense yeah like, yeah 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 we get a lot of obviously <laughs> migrated just imagine property in every country in the world yeah the first time time. yeah yeah (laughs) exactly right yeah so in terms of stamp duty yeah it's it is what it is like it obviously goes up on a scaling matter in terms of the price point we will have a short break and come back with more from matt sarama who will talk about which suburbs are the hot suburbs melbournians are looking to live in on the gold coast You're listening to Real Estate Right, and we are talking to ex-NRL player, now buyer's advocate, Max Sarama from the Sarama Group, who is here to help Real Estate Right listeners who are keen to move to Queensland understand the process in buying in Queensland. So, Matt, what's the market like on the Gold Coast at the moment? As hot as Melbourne? It's it's as hot as the sun is up here right now. <laughs> just rub it in, won't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's... It's hot, as as I, I heard. Melbourne's actually probably the hottest in Australia right now, but yeah, uh, up here it's extremely hot as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So saying, I think we're four weekends in a row over ninety percent clearance rate for auctions. Wow, wow. Yeah, we're similar similar numbers as well, like yeah. all time highs on yeah. clearance rate, and that and that's the thing. The auction culture is getting more popular as well. Mm. I'm noticing, it's obviously because. More buyer competition, more emotion out there, more FOMO. Put them all against yep. up against each other. There's we've got like five, six buyers per property at the moment. So there's every yep. week there's four to five yep. buyers that are missing out. Yeah, competition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, what are the hot suburbs of the Gold Coast that are popular with Melburnians? Yep, um, I feel the hottest suburbs right now that interstate people are loving. Again, each pocket that we mentioned the. Before yeah. the four, the four, four sort of types. types, yeah, yeah. I feel within each each of those, there's there's some that are really popular with um, Melburnians. I find the hinterland on, on two two perspectives. I'm finding yeah. Canal Front quite popular. Popular. Um, which suburb Canal Front? Which any particular ones? Yep, yep. So Canal Front, um, Broad Beach Waters, Palm Beach mm-hmm. has been a really popular one down the southern end. Yeah. And also mermaid waters as well. So some of those suburbs have experienced exceptional capital growth um, just because they're sort of 
they used to be the poorer cousins of of their uh, neighbouring suburbs. So, for instance, Palm Beach has been very hot as of late because that was always the poorer cousin of a suburb called Burley Heads. Okay. So people get priced out of Burley Heads, trickle effect down south into Palm Beach. Now Palm Beach, Canal France, and even the knockdown, so land value is really creeping up there in Palm Beach. And a lot of people are getting priced out of Palm Beach now. So they're moving into the the other suburbs now. So that's what I'm noticing big time. A lot of interstate people are seeing those pockets yeah. really boom. So canal fronts, Palmy, your mermaid waters, etc. hinterland, um, like Talis, Benogans, mm-hmm. one that's really west, some really big homes, yeah. um, Corumban Valley, Talabudra as yeah. well, a bit of a tranquil feel. Mm-hmm. And then also in terms of beachfront, I've heard some really big um, buyers go through in the suburb of like Mermaid Beach, Burley Beach, um, and like down even like down to Coolangatta and Balinga, places yeah. like that where you're getting you know proper beachfront property um, what, around what, what we call absolute beachfront. So we're absolute beachfront, yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> your back fence is the sand. Yes, yeah. So that was one that went through in a little suburb, really little suburb. It's called Balinga. It's yeah. in between Harumban and Coolangatta. Yeah. It's like this little strip suburb that's always been just sitting there, not really doing much there. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful part of the world, very quiet. Um, you know, a beachfront sale, you know, one went for three and a half. Uh, nice home, you know. There was one in, and then on the opposite scale in Mermaid Beach. Mermaid Beach is one of the hottest suburbs on the Gold Coast, um, there was a knockdown, pure knockdown, like could unlivable property just went to auction, 7.7 million for complete beachfront, but it's just pure land value. So, um, which is phenomenal. That for up here on the Gold Coast, that's a phenomenal price. Oh, it would be. And, you know, somebody will price put another seven million dollars in a house on there too won't they yeah oh yeah some of the houses along there's a street called hedges avenue in mermaid beach yeah it's um yeah some of the houses are beautiful and and down in palm beach there's a street called jefferson lane Mm -hmm. so there's all these little streets where it's just beautiful 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 homes yeah very tightly held but but i heard a lot i heard a lot of interstate people just are waiting and sniffing waiting for one to come available Oh, I'm sure they are. What sort of prices could we say buy an apartment for in on the Gold Coast? Yep. If it's if it's uh I guess the big distinction is beachfront versus yep. um beach suburb. So anything beachfront, you know, if it's a full floor, we did one off market for a client. So off market obviously meaning no competition. So this was uh off the market. So we got it for a really good bargain. Um and that was three point uh, seven, eight, we ended up getting that one for. That was a full floor at what? Full floor. Say 50. Yep, full floor. Uh, this was a block of eight, unique, full floor. Oh, wow. Full big north, north um, views plus south views, so the whole Gold Coast. Wow. And direct beachfront, um, just under 4 million. Yeah. And then for something it's entry penthouse. level. Penthouse or not? Nah, one under, one oh, under sub, penthouse. Sub penthouse. Yeah, level seven, level seven it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that can give you an indication. Yeah. Brand new, brand new developments now. They're they're pitching into the four pluses. Yeah. For you know, some some beachfront stock. 
Yeah. And then on the entry level scale, you know, if you're wanting to just get into the two bed, one bath yeah. um, in one of the hot blue chip suburbs, they're all starting at around, you know, some for even 450, 500. There's something yeah. pretty affordable still. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And, yeah. and in terms of um, like houses. Yeah. Um, so the suburban guess, family guess, home. Yeah. Yeah. Suburban family home, depending on which, which pocket, like for instance, uh, Palm Beach, the suburb I mentioned before. Yeah. Um, a knock, most knockdown sites now on a 405 square meter block are selling for around the 1.2 to 1.3. Yeah. And that's for pure, pure knockdown. So that's, that's for much, land. That's not much land. 400. Yeah. That's, that's a small, yeah. So there's a lot of small, small parcels in Palm Beach. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, family home now, if they're really nice, you know, they're ticking anywhere from one and a half up to over 2 million. Yeah. Um, and then the really nice homes in, in Burley Heads, they're all, um, in the two to three, there was one recent sale. It's worth looking up. It was called The Palms, mm-hmm. The Palms in Burley on Deardar, um, Deardar Lane in, in Burley Heads. That just went to auction, $3.75 million. Um, Palm Springs vibe. Yeah. It was the highest ever sale west of the Gold Coast Highway. So it was the short walk to the beach, not beachfront. Yeah. Um, and that, was, that set a precedent for the area. Wow. How can you help Melbourne buyers buy property in Queensland? Yeah, the process helping interstate buyers is, um, yeah, it's pretty pretty simple one. I mean, one thing that we value is communication and, and things like that, especially with interstate because you've got to build a lot of trust. Oh, definitely. Because, yeah. Yeah, because it's really hard to navigate the market and you need someone who you actually trust on the ground. So I'm huge on just communication with with clients. So um, generally the process sort of works is we find their brief. Yes. We go out and find that. We give them access to not only on-market property but off-market property. Mm-hmm. So the analogy I like to use is instead of fishing with a rod, when you partner with the Sarama group, you're fishing with a net now and oh, you get wow. to throw throw back more more opportunity. So, yeah, we, we, we're really big on giving our clients as many opportunities as they can. Yes. And, um, yeah, whether it's on-market, off-market, we do all the negotiation and then uh, once we negotiate it for the client, we'll do all the necessary due diligence, building a pest inspections, um, you know, conveyance. We, we just make sure it's a seamless process from right up to settlement or, or whenever they move in, you know, we, yeah. even to the point um, sometimes they need it rented out, we'll organise property managers as well before they move up. Yeah. So, for instance, you know, if we're not allowed to go into Queensland, you know, would you go around a property with a like a FaceTime and sort of show the buyers, you know, what the house is all about and explain what you love about it, what you think would suit them really well, all that sort of stuff. Um, yep. yep, definitely. So every every property we go through with, with our clients, um, full video inspections, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, FaceTimes and we also do probably a big one that our interstate clients love and the feedback we've been getting is um, quantifying value reports. Yeah. So ensuring we're giving them an idea of what the property's worth. Yeah. Because generally what I'm finding is a lot of sales agents are actually inflating it a little bit once they know they're interstate. Yeah, which, I'm sure. You know, I can understand where they're coming, but I, I, I don't think that's that's necessarily right. But that's probably a big one, quantifying value and then obviously uh, the due diligence side of things as well. And then, um, yeah, if they, if they say, Matt, that's the one, and then we'll go and negotiate it with the agent on their behalf and try to, uh, extract the best deal possible for the client. Yeah, sounds good. Now, do you have any offers for real estate right listeners? 
Yes, for sure. For any real estate uh, right listeners who are based in the state and want to make a move to Gold Coast, uh, we're doing a free suburb um, analysis and report for any suburbs that people might be interested in. And we're also offering uh, 15 minute consultation calls if they got any questions around the Gold Coast market, which suburbs to choose based off what they like. Sometimes people just want to know where to start. So if that's that's you and you're a listener of this podcast we're offering that completely free of charge oh thanks so much i'm sure some people will take that up because a lot of people are getting frustrated with this government (laughs) (laughs) so thanks again matt for coming on um it's been a pleasure having you on no worries at all thanks for having me that's okay. Now, next week we have our next town taster of Heatherton, a semi-rural hamlet in the southeast suburb. Plus, we have the lovely Chelsea Cox from Smart Planning and Design to talk to us about understanding town planning for first-time developers, so don't miss it. Real Estate Right is a real copyright production, hosted and produced by me, Sue Langada. I would like to thank Podbean for hosting our podcast, Premium Beat for our theme music, and Francis Morello for his voiceover. Real Copyright is a leading real estate copywriting service throughout Melbourne. If you would like your property copywritten by Real Copyright, please book your copy through orders at realcopyright.com.au. If you would like us to help, create more valuable real estate information for the people of Melbourne in this podcast. Contact sue at realestateright.com.au. Thanks for listening to Real Estate Right.